From Humber College, in association with the Etobicoke Philharmonic Orchestra, my name is Mark Whale and this is the Music Listening Project. The premiere of Beethoven's Ninth Symphony was in May 1824. It received a rapturous reception. Anton Schindler, an early biographer of Beethoven, wrote, Never in my life did I hear such frenetic and yet cordial applause. Once the second movement of the symphony was completely interrupted by applause and there was a demand for repetition. The piece has continued in its popularity, considered by many contemporary commentators to be one of Beethoven's finest works. In this podcast, I want to focus in on the opening of the final movement. The recording is a 1957 performance with Otto Klemperer conducting the Philharmonia. I wonder how many people who hear the final movement of the Ninth Symphony, knowing that it contains the Ode to Joy, are surprised by the way it begins. Isn't this what we are expecting? Instead, we get this. How would you describe this music? A cry? A scream of despair? Is this the yawp that Walt Whitman writes of when in the Song of Myself he writes, I sound my barbaric yawp over the roofs of the world? How does Beethoven create this effect? First, through the use of dissonance. What do I mean by dissonance? Dissonance occurs when two notes are played together that do not gel, that do not sound well together. In this case, it is these two notes. B flat and A. They sit next to each other in the scale and, as you can hear, clash with one another. Beethoven gives the most prominent A to the timpani and the trumpets. The gentler woodwind instruments, the flutes, oboes, clarinets and bassoons, sound their B-flat. 
against the A of the dominant instruments, the flashing brilliance of the brass and the thunderous roll of the drums. The A B-flat dissonance is effective in producing a barbaric musical event, a yawp, that shocks the listener. This event also has a context. The movement that precedes the finale was described by the music critic Donald Tovey as beauty of an order too sublime for a world of action. This music that is too sublime for a world of action is in B-flat major, meaning its home is the note B-flat, upon which the third movement arrives at the end in a restful close. Beethoven begins the finale with this B-flat. But the finale is in D minor, whose notes are D, F, and significantly A. Beethoven confidently begins his finale in the world of action, to quote Donald Tovey, with an arpeggio based around the notes of D, F, and A. But the woodwind have somehow clung on to the sublime, to the B-flat, which just does not fit, and we can hear how much it doesn't fit. What comes now are the cello and bass sections in unison. Their music does not simply juxtapose the opening music in the way one random object stands next to another. Each section responds to the other. Each addresses the other as if they were in conversation.
The cello and bass music resembles a form of music called recitative that Baroque composers like Bach and Handel used in their choral works. Bach's St. Matthew Passion. Recitative is musical speech, where the music follows the asymmetrical rhythm of prose. So while there are no words, it seems as if the cello basses are actually singing words. They are preempting the choral aspect of this symphony, which is so revolutionary. What do you think they are saying? We are given insight into what they are saying if we listen to what the bass singer sings when he finally enters later on in the movement. The translation of the German is... Oh friends, not these sounds. The bass strings are appealing to their colleagues. Please don't play this dissonant music. The wind instruments are unrepentant. They respond with another dissonant outburst. This time the cellos interject, the winds retort. And then the cellos continue with their plea. Again, what do you think they are saying? While the shapes of the phrases are not identical, I think the cello response aligns with the second phrase of the bass soloist who sings But let us strike up pleasanter and more joyful sounds. The question is, what are more joyful sounds? The cello bass seem to have quelled the winds who respond with two consonant chords. But these lead to a surprising place, to a place of suspense, a held chord with a note high up in the flute, like the break of dawn. But the break of dawn is a place of bareness and unease. Falling open fifths give energy to the otherwise still music. If you have heard the whole symphony and have a good memory, you will recognise this as a quotation from the opening movement of the symphony. 
The cellos interrupt with an urgent interjection. Do they like the quotation? Are these the joyful sounds that they requested? There is no corresponding text for this part, but to me it is fairly clear that these are not joyful sounds. The orchestra tries again. Now they play fast, lively music with a lilt. This is a quotation from the beginning of the second movement. This time the cellos take a moment to consider. seem to become uncertain of themselves, ending their interjection with a question. The orchestra tries again, the falling forth from the beginning of the sublime third movement. The cello response emerges from the midst of this music, and as they build in conviction of what they are after, the woodwind respond to them. Momentum seems to grow. The woodwind suggests phrases that we might understand to be the ode to joy. And now, as the cellos warm to the idea, it is clear that the wind are coming on board, punctuating their phrases with wholly consonant harmony. As the cellos give their final stamp of approval, the woodwind closes out the passage with a perfect cadence. Finally, a theme that is acceptable. Now we can begin. Tune that is singable.
What is interesting about the opening to this movement is that while it tells a story, its success as music cannot depend on the listener knowing the story. You do not need to know that the music is searching for joyful sounds, sifting through the preceding movements for an acceptable tune before it finally hits on the ode to joy. You just need to have an idea that music is more than pretty sounds, that music can involve the working through of a problem. It is this working through, the dramatic dialogue between the music's parts, we hear as music. You have been listening to a Music Listening Project podcast with me, Mark Whale, and the finale of Beethoven's Ninth Symphony performed here by Otto Klemperer, conducting the Philharmonia Orchestra. Please check out other podcasts in this series on iTunes.